You are listening to the Power of Why podcast. It's obvious that I need to rest and rejuvenate, knowing that when I do, I have all these ideas. And that's exactly what happened to me. even before the podcast today. I was doing a lot of rest and rejuvenation. I was eating a meal outside and just taking it easy. And all these, these awesome ideas came to me. And it was when I was sitting down and depleted and trying to force my way through it that I was just coming from a headspace and I wasn't even happy. You're getting frustrated with all these contradictory what to do in COVID and it's frustrating you, shut off your phone, go for a walk, do something else, and come back and ask what you feel is best. Hello, hello, it's Naomi here. Welcome to another episode of the Power of Why podcast, where I talk to creatives and founders about their purpose and how they navigate living on their own terms. As you know, I also package these episodes into show notes that break down the conversation, provide links to resources and people that we mentioned in the episode, and very practical ways to explore yourself and your creativity. So make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. I've dropped the link in the description box. Enjoy this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 45 of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi, and today I am joined by the incredible Michaela. Michaela, how are you doing today? Good, good. This is actually, to be honest, my first recorded official podcast, especially with you. We've been talking about this for quite some time, and now it's actually alive in here. I'm super excited, and thank you so much for for agreeing to be on and sharing a little bit about your story and your, you know, the journey that you've been on the past couple months and and years. So thank you, Michaela. You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for some context for the audience, before we Mm -hmm. dive in, I want to talk a little bit about your background. So prior to Michaela's quote unquote awakening in 2019, she felt stuck working her nine to five job as a media strategist for three years. The experience of feeling totally depleted made her hungry to search for this powerful sense of, of purpose. So she went through emerging herself in a spiritual journey and really working on her personal development. And mm-hmm. as she intuitively felt that there was something much bigger in store for her. So after the universe forced her out of her nine to five through a layoff, Michaela yeah. has taken the courage to step into her calling of entrepreneurship and really building something from the ground up. So she created LYL, which is Lead Your Life, a community Mm -hmm. and brand specifically designed to help empathetic, free-spirited, spiritual women leaders, entrepreneurs, innovators, and creatives free themselves from limiting beliefs that no longer serve them so that they can, what, realize their potential, which is amazing. And so- Michaela, um, what is your origin story? And can you talk a little bit about, you know, what your life was like before you dived into this, into this business? Yeah. So into entrepreneurship in general, like where, yeah. So my journey before it, I've always been like a free spirit in some sort of way and always really innovative and creative. And like, that's from the get go of me being a little kid. And actually, even as a kid, I was so into speaking and poetry and writing and art and all that stuff. And I never thought that would come as a career. I didn't know what that meant. And like, so I took a conventional way approach, you know, I, and I went to marketing as my degree and ended up getting into a marketing job that didn't really feel aligned and it could have just been the corporate environment in fact that had a lot to do with it but it started my path of listening to my intuition so 
I started to look back and it, like when I took that marketing job, uh, I felt really depleted, like you said. And I listened to a lot of the shoulds of society, whether it be friends or family members. I realized I wasn't really being myself. And I started to realize how much impact that had on my health. And I started to reflect on like the free spirit itself and how that kind of was being like lost. And even looking back at university when I was always throwing myself in the grind, how I was, my body was reacting to it. It really just started with like, what makes you alive? And I started to reflect on creativity and um, creative ideas and being location independent and adventurous and being around people. And I wasn't really getting any of that in my job. And even in my university, and I realized that so often when I was looking even around me that people get so sucked into what we think we should be doing. But in actuality, this is like the start of my journey of like fulfillment, caring about your life and realizing like what actually makes you fulfilled and being courageous enough to be like, this isn't working for me, you know, and reflecting on my core values and getting into personal development and spirituality and all these things and quote unquote awakening has helped me get back to me. So it's almost like, you know, we're so conditioned as society. And I'm realizing that looking back at my journey, my process has really been about unconditioning, getting back to my real and raw state. So I just feel so free within. And I feel like that's what a lot of people really are looking for long-term. I hope that answers your question. I went a little bit on a ramble, but um, <laughs> that that's, that's in my journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I like how you definitely touched on the creative, the creative side of things and, and being adventurous and getting back to what Michaela was when she was a child, evidently. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think even in my personal journey, how do we, I started, I'm starting to ask myself, how do I unlearn all of the conditioning that has, that has, take, that has taken place in my life? And I think your 20s and most of your early life is really about taking the time to unlearn and get back to what, who your true self is. And so for you, what, in terms of energy shifts, like however you want to describe it, when Mm -hmm. you started to recognize that I need to tap back into what my, my value system is and the things that give me energy, how did you Mm -hmm. mainly notice those shifts taking place in your life? Mm. And they don't all so, have to be positive either. Like, I think there's a lot of conflict mm-hmm. also in, in really shedding a lot of this stuff that doesn't serve us anymore, right? I don't think it's like this very beautiful <laughs> experience, but I think it's, it's wholesome nonetheless. Yeah, you said it perfectly. And exactly, I was just going to go into that and that's a perfect lead up. Um, it's actually kind of ugly. So for me anyways, it was some ways pain makes you realize if you're at least at first and then you start to like as you awaken more able to catch it faster but like for me it was pain of constantly doing things that just didn't feel aligned and constantly listening like whether parents or close close friends and family to the shoulds and then like if you just watch your body and feel into it and feel your thoughts and everything mine was racing you know I felt depleted and that was my first I guess you could say like awareness once I started to finally get fed up with feeling like that way that I needed to change something and something was out of alignment. And maybe we've all felt that way. We all have, I feel. And, and that's a first step. And then when you have that awareness, you're like, okay, what am I learning from this? What does this mean for me? What is showing up for me that I need to release that isn't mine? Cause clearly this isn't helping me. And then when you start to do those things, you get more 
closer and closer and closer to your most authentic state. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the, you know, what I love about, I think it was around the time that we met, maybe a couple months yeah. before, you were really like knee deep in it. And it was, and before then we hadn't had a conversation. I don't even think we were connected online at this point, but I, I really love how you share so openly online what you're going through as you're going through it. And there was one post that you shared, and um, I think you were hiking maybe. You were in Probably. nature. I think it's the I'm most always important piece. <laughs> I think the, the most important piece is that you're really connected to to nature and just being outdoors and, you know, listening mm-hmm. to the wind and, and feeling, just feeling everything, you know what I mean? And you shared a little bit about how to get into your body for example Mm. like as you start your day and you talk about journaling and embracing movement in your life can you Mm -hmm. expand a little bit more about why you made that post and why it was important yeah makes you sound so hippy dippy but (laughs) but it's so true yes so okay I've and this like this isn't just for necessarily creatives, but I do notice a tendency towards people who are highly creative, and maybe you can relate to this too. Um, when we're in our head so much, and we're not in our bodies, we're uh, we are easily influenced, right? So when we're easily influenced, we are more likely to like act out of alignment. Um. So that makes us can feel depleted. It can make us feel not authentic. It can make us feel again, um, just we don't really act out of who we truly are. And so we don't really bring in necessarily what we wish. So when we are grounded and we're in our bodies, we're able to actually be, no matter what someone says or does, we're able to act from a place of being and act from a place of who we truly are. So that helps us become more empowered and I guess, quote unquote, embodied in our authentic selves and message so when I get into I, I, I do this embodiment in different ways and like getting in nature really helps me at least um even like I've t- been told like walking barefoot in nature because it's a process called grounding so it helps you connect um to our roots and also um learning this process that imagination actually comes from the root upwards. So if we're not grounded, we actually are just creating from a place of headspace, which isn't always the best. Like we know that headspace can be full of anxiety or belief systems that aren't even ours. So when we're grounded, then we can actually pull up our truth, create from our truth. I hope that gives you again the answer that you're looking for. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. looking. The thing is, Michaela, and you said this twice. I'm not looking for anything, and I think that's the power of just going back and forth and and letting this conversation be what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think embracing that we all have very different processes for how we go about releasing emotion, experiencing emotion, grounding ourselves. I really like that uh, concept and I, I'd love to go deeper into that. What are other ways that we can ground ourselves with? Is it possible to do that without being one with nature? Yeah, it is. Okay. And so like, it's obviously not always like you can Like I like to travel and I'm on the go you know, even in my corporate job, like it's not possible to always just run in nature. So that's definitely not it. It's about, it is one of the best ways. Yeah. We can't always be free, you know, we can be free in our minds, but to a degree, (laughs) but yeah. So even the first thing, it takes literally two seconds. So like if you get up in the morning, 
you can put your feet on the ground, you know, please sit on the bed, put your feet on the ground, put your hands on your thighs, and you literally can just feel into, you can even put your like red, I guess, like at the base of your spine all the way down. And that just helps you become embodied in your body or have the, set the intention. You can be walking around and you know what? I'm grounded. Doing anything. And if you notice that you're off in any way and like your mind's kind of all over the place, stop yourself. Literally put your hands on your thighs. As long as your feet are touching the ground, if you're standing up, does it matter? And just say I'm grounded. And um, breathe. And just be present. Like grounding is essentially just being really present in the here and now. So you can do it in different ways. But it's starting with being aware that you're in your head. And then just embodying the present moment. And slowing down. And then moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you were first starting to learn more about this, you shared with me that you went back to your home country. And I think you, like you connected with your grandmother. So can you tell us a little bit about why that was so important and so emotional and so life-shifting? Okay, yes. So this was actually a process when I, this is a long story, so I'll try to make it short. When I was working with my transformational coach, because I believe every coach needs a coach too, we had this conversation. My parents were actually heading to Poland. I wasn't yet. And they were going in two weeks' time to trace my grandfather's steps, footsteps. So my, my grandmother also lived in Poland, but this was more traced my grandfather's footsteps, who, as I guess you could say, quote-unquote, taken from the Germans, okay, I'm not saying that correctly, um, and moved into a working camp. And he traveled around and all that kind of stuff, and obviously made back to Canada. My dad was fascinated, second time going to Poland, of just tracing those footsteps. And when I was talking with my transformational coach, I was noticing that there was a lot of control happening around my life, whether it be at work, you know, at the house, even like my own need for control. And then she started getting these deep questions, investigative questions, which led me to this, um, telling her that my parents were going to Poland in two weeks. And she asked me why and all this stuff. And she was like, hmm, being taken and going to a concentration camp, what does that tell you? And she just kind of like started probing me more. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, it's control. I advise you to go to Poland if you can and make it, you know, okay with your, you're going to leave in two weeks to release control. And I'm going to give you this letter of how to write to your ancestors. Oh my God. And, and do this work where, you know, you ground yourself in Poland and throw the intention out there that you now release control. There's a lot more to it, but it goes back to realizing where our actions and again, like, how we do things stem from our past and that can go as deep as ancestral stuff. Yeah. And um, it definitely does go deeper than that. How were you feeling after you came back and how long did you spend there? I spent two weeks just do Poland though. We did uh, Poland for like four days and then we did Budapest, which was my second time. So I did Budapest and Poland twice in my life so far. And then Vienna was the last stop. Vienna's a whole other story because that's another one that was crazy. But I did it for two weeks. And then when you came back to Canada, I'm assuming this whole trip was with your mother and father? Yeah, and they stayed longer than I did. Uh, I only had so much time before I... uh, Actually, it was a week and a half before I had to go back to work. And then you came back home, and what what did that look like? How did you feel? What were the conversations, if you did have any, with your coach, those previous feelings that you were having? I felt... 
actually it really helped it helped me feel more embodied in like who I am and so like I guess I could take it back to even when I got laid off the girl even said you were the most (laughs) you were the most relaxed person I've ever seen with a layoff it let me just surrender to what is versus try to manipulate and control everything and and it did like it whether it was like a placebo or not it really did help me embody letting myself shift and observe and be with what happens um without also just being you know a passive observer without you know something happens to me and I try to control the outcome that's beyond what I can actually do if that makes sense. So it, it shifted a lot of perspective for me and it also helped me again, we went to Auschwitz and all that stuff. So it helped me get into my origin and see things from why they happened the way they did and just make peace with the past. Like I really did feel super peaceful and understanding. I came back more understanding than I ever have been. You mentioned something really distinct, like when, when things are happening to you, this ability to respond or react. Can you talk a little bit about that difference? So when something does happen to you, that immediate emotion of whatever it is, anger or confusion, anxiety even, versus being able to look at it for what it is and respond after you've taken the time to reflect. Yeah, I used to be a really reactive person, to be honest. And in part, it was just me not having the faith that I'm guided and protected. And that's part of it. But also, accepting that where I really was because for a while I stayed there and I was unhappy I was unhappy for three years and I stayed in the same job but I didn't do anything about it and why because I was too scared to make a move of my own which is opposite of who I really truly am to my core but for whatever reason again this goes back to all the belief systems and and stuff that is not really us that gets thrown onto us and and can condition us you know And, and, and it creates this like being paralyzed So when I started to reflect on the things that caused me pain again, and the things that I didn't really enjoy, I was able to accept, because I I didn't enjoy that place, and I can talk about people that if they do enjoy their work, what what to do. It helped me accept that this was happening for me versus to me. I know it sounds really cliche. It allowed me, I think in any time change happens, you have one of two options to either complain about it, which I've been I've done that and I realized looking back the repercussions of that. And I think, again, it goes back to pain. So why would I want to experience that again? But then to, to ground yourself again, so you can be empowered to see the options in front of you. And so like what you want to experience, do you want to experience a lot more pain and a lot more resistance to your life? Or do you want to experience opportunity that you can create in a new canvas and the way it's just flipping the script and perspective, to be honest, um, which does, you know, you need to do a lot of healing and, and a lot of inner work, but anyone can have a change of perspective if they're open to it. So just staying really open-minded, grounding and meditations really, really helped me become this much more calm person. I used to not be that person, but having a daily practice to get yourself in that state. So when chaos does arise, you can do it in a controlled way. So it's just a change in perspective, to be honest, and then creating those practices for yourself to get in that state. Mm-hmm. Can you speak a little bit to what the benefits are, or maybe the opportunity here for beginners, beginners in meditation, in grounding, and even developing a growth mindset? What would you say to that? So 
basically for beginners and growth mindset, it's to, because I was really resistant actually to doing any of this at first. I didn't, I was a go, go, go person, which I'll talk about actually is opposite in some ways of my real and true archetype for those that are in human design. I learned so much over the last little, a couple of years. And again, it goes back to conditioning, but to just be open-minded. So at first closed-minded to, to doing all of this. And I still was in the same loops and same patterns, same patterns. And so I said, okay, something needs to change. So I became open-minded to different things. And I've tried a lot of different things, whether it's Reiki, you know, meditation, just going out in nature, you know, just play all the things. And from spiritual to non-spiritual and to just start and realize that our journey will evolve and it's not going to transformation does not happen overnight it can happen quickly sometimes again if you're open-minded but it it's an ebb and flow and to give something longer than a couple days so for meditation took a couple not too long maybe like three tries and then i started getting really embodied in it um, and then I was able to see colors and, and symbols and signs, which was really cool. And then it sparked my curiosity, um, which then I became kind of addicted to because I really liked the feeling of it. And I started to actually realize myself more. But just to start and to not be afraid of trying something different, especially if you don't like where you are, you have a choice either to continue or to shift. Can we as human beings really change in a sustainable way, like for, for the long term with, without accepting right. ourselves? We can, and you could change, but then it's more external change. And then I feel like from experience too, you're changing, like if you're changing then, and it's not from a self-acceptance place, and most likely it's from a place of feeling like you have to, or like other people's opinions, or again, conditioning, which again, from experience, it doesn't always lead to fulfillment at all. And we can end up changing, right? And going down this path that it could be even as long as years or your entire lifetime to never feel fully fulfilled within. Or you, I've seen people, you know, get to a point where they be, created this persona like they've changed into you know this overachiever and then later on in life they realize it stems from lack of self-esteem but also not feeling enough so if you're able to self-accept yourself your flaws and create that awareness then you're able to then like re help remove them through different techniques and then like start to unravel the layers of who you truly are so when you do create change it comes from an authentic place where you're totally who you are. And when you're more of who you are, I've realized, you're attracting more of the things that are meant for you and that make you feel good at your core. You're no longer comparing yourself. You're no longer, you know, people that even like have this obsess obsession with health and fitness, you know, and they could lead them into different distortions of reality. They're not happy with who they truly are, but that's transformation and change. And until you can really feel happy and embodying your body then you're never going to come from a place of feeling fulfilled you know it's just going to be this constant never enoughness mm -hmm. and what are some of the questions like when when people say understanding who you are what the hell does mm -hmm. that even mean <laughs> and how, like what questions can we can we do so that we can self-reflect Let, let's say if we're not necessarily working with someone but mm -hmm. um, you know i think there's a lot that you can you can do on your on your own and guide yourself through and, and, and sit in 
that uncertainty and how uncomfortable it is. So what are mm-hmm. some questions that people can ask themselves in their journals, you know, talking mm-hmm. to themselves, whatever the case may be? Yeah, there's tons of questions. Like, what gives you energy? What drains you? What kind of conversations light you up? What kind of conversations bring you down? What kind of people bring you up? What kind of people bring you down? Um, what kind of work excites you? experiences that worked out ones that didn't how did you react to them how are you feeling now how do you want to feel like there's so many different things and I think the best advice I can give is there's no specific or perfect question or perfect quiz or perfect anything I think the awareness and again like dropping into your body and and starting to like understand how to work with your intuition where you know what questions to ask yourself. So those are just prompts, and I can give anyone prompts, but people eventually start to know what questions to ask themselves. As they start to observe, I'd say like observe what's going on versus absorb it, and let your inner guide, like the inner thoughts that we tell ourselves, sometimes just thoughts, but most of the time it's for us. So if we just like those little niggles, you know what I mean? That tell us, you know, you should do this or or reflect Mm -hmm. on and ponder on those questions that just come up because they're for you and no one else can really tell you what specific things are meant for you. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I think the more we tap into what comes up for us naturally is is for us and just to allow that to be what you reflect on. Mm -hmm. I like that. That really resonates with me. Um, Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I really felt that one of... Yeah, I mean, they're not being the perfect set of, you know, ask yourself these five questions and you'll have everything figured out. Our body and our spirit are so complex, yet give us everything that we need. Like we, we have all the answers, right? I think just sometimes they're buried deep within us and they'll try to pop up. So I think those questions that you were saying come to you sometimes and being able to observe them is really mm-hmm. powerful. Do they get louder? Do they get louder the more that you listen to them? And what does that, what do you make of that? Yeah, I'd say they get louder the more you don't listen to them and they stop. So like, again, that goes to listening to your intuition. So it's like, it's like basically, okay, picture your body or like your intuition as like a best friend. So, you know, you're with your best friend and your friend's like, you know, Michaela, like I really just don't feel right about this relationship anymore and he's not good to me blah, 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 but then she stays in it and stays in it and stays in it, you know, and years pass by and that person's still in it and they still complain. That was like me with my job. Then eventually, you know, your friend or aka intuition starts to quiet down a bit, right? And so like, I would say like it gets louder and then eventually it kind of shuts off, but it can come back again as long as you're willing and open to listening to it and eventually realizing like looking again at the patterns and being like, okay, something's off here. And my intuition or inner self is saying this over and over and over again. Let me sit down with it for a second. Actually, like, you know, come to a, some sort of conclusion as to what this means for me and why it's showing up. And then doing something about it. And how has you personally, how has getting to know yourself more brought you closer to your personal why? And I think the reason that you keep mm-hmm. doing this type of work and and working directly like one-on-one with people and hosting group sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so many reasons. Like I feel like it's, it's always comes back to some ways like pain, but like when 
so why I'm doing the work I'm doing to get me to a personal life, right? Like, no, like how is getting to know? Oh yeah. You can answer that question for sure. But I'm really (laughs) curious about how like the direct relationship between, um, taking the time to learn more about Michaela self-awareness piece and how that brought you closer to being of service. Well, the more you know yourself to like, the more you know your abilities and your unique skill set to help people. Also, the more magnetic you are. So I feel like if you're just operating at like how everybody else, especially in the coaching industry right now, like there's, it's just like, there's so many people that are doing kind of what everybody else is doing. And then it eventually kind of bombards that person. But if you know who you are truly and you like take the time to like, just really drop into that, then you become magnetic because like you start to just embody who you are and people just want to be connected more to who they are. That's what I've noticed anyways. And like, so if you can do that, it helps, but also you become a better leader of yourself and others when you're really aware of yourself, what your triggers are and all the things, then you're also able to be more understanding. I feel like of others, um, when you're ignorant of yourself, you're ignorant of others. So I'd say the more you just tap into that, you become more whole and you become more aware and that makes you become a better leader. So you're not projecting again all your limitations on someone else. No one wants that. I'd love to turn our attention to values and beliefs because I think through your work and especially the stuff that you share online, you talk about value systems and belief systems. So can you share a little bit about what is the difference between the two and how would a lack of clarity really in these impact your decisions and decisions about anything, about career, about who your partner is, where you live, like life decisions, right? Conflict. So like, so your belief systems is like assumptions we make about the world around us and our value systems stem off of that in some ways because in some ways our value systems are conditioned to a point but I started to realize my value systems even like in times of pain again because for example you could be at a job okay I was at my nine-to-five job and I am someone who likes autonomy and I like location independence this is how I learned that it's always you're always kind of aware of what your value systems are but you need to drop into situations and actualize them to really embody them and then this way when you know that you can make decisions a little better so um when i and my boss valued more stability and doing things more regiment regimented whereas i am someone that's more of an idealist right so when i would ask her hey well i have a laptop you know and again i'm creative and creative expression can i take my laptop and go home and do work and for her that didn't i had to learn this but for her she took that as an offense right and what that taught me about her is she just values more stability and i value autonomy and change and creativity and location independence and so when you're not aware of that that could look like well that person's an idiot or that person's this but that person's not any any way that person is just acting out of their their value system and what they believe is true which is just their concept of reality So my concept of reality is totally different, but when you are aware of that, aware of my own and then aware of others, then you're able to become more empathetic. You're able to become more like less projecting on other people, right? 
and again like a better leader I feel like I've been situations where leadership roles try to throw like wrong and rights onto you even relationships like that's wrong and this is right and da, 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 da. and you get into these fights it really when you're aware of these things you're able to gain perspective which will help you have less internal conflict but also in conflict with others I think there's another part to what you asked me but I forget <laughs> more so like around clarity and you answered it it's you know, if you're unclear in these areas, how does that impact your decisions and your ability to make decisions? Mm. And you touched upon it really well. But did you want to expand? Yeah. No, I mean, I can. If, we're, if, we, uh, <laughs> if we're making good time, I can. You know, but, um, I think maybe a timely question in that is currently we are in times that we have never been in. We're in a once in a century type of position with everything that's happening with COVID and people labeling it as a crisis and a health epidemic. I think there's a lot floating here, but it's also impacted the way that we do work. So can you speak a little bit about the conflict that's happening there? I think there's definitely conversations that people are having of, you know, this is the perfect time to be productive and there's a lot of shaming that's happening. And so, Mm -hmm. and then there are folks that are saying, you know what, I'm taking this time to rejuvenate and reflect and just be and not constantly be in this state of do, 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 go, go, go. And so can you speak a little bit? I think that that relates really, really great with what you just spoke about of this conflict, right? When you're not aware of what your values and beliefs are. Yeah. And it goes even beyond values and beliefs. It just goes to embodying like who you are and what you're feeling, tapping into like, again, grounding and knowing who you are. So there are some days that I feel totally, and you're not always going to feel ready to do the things you got to do, but I feel like just tapping into asking yourself, are you burnt out right now? And why do you feel like you have to do it? Are you doing it because everybody else in society is saying this is the perfect time? Or are you doing it because you actually feel as if it's the perfect time for you? And only you know. And again, like, I feel like our bodies are so, so much more intelligent than like what rules are. When we tap into how we're feeling and the signs that are around us, then we can make perfect timing for what is meant. So I used to be someone, because of everybody said this is perfect time or you have to do this, I'd be someone that would go with the status quo, but it never really worked because I'd go to burnout. And then like, if we're trying to be, especially as leaders and you're all burnt out, then what kind of leader are you? And how are you showing, how you show up and how you be is a total reflection of who you are. And people are going to um, want to go with the leaders that are embodying the lifestyle and life that they desire for themselves. So if they're seeing through that, you know, you're not really doing anything. So if you're shaming yourself for not doing, why is it from society or is it truly because you actually want to do the thing? Um, I think rest is really important, especially to the process of doing and create creating because it actually allows us to get more to our original state of ideas. Like today, for example, my computer wasn't even working and I've been exhausted to be honest and depleted. So I took that as a total sign that like, and I've been even saying to myself, and there's been signs that I need to rest and rejuvenate. Even my friends were saying that to me. And so like that was a theme, right? And so although everybody else around me is in constant do mode, that's working for them. And maybe it isn't, but they're just lying to themselves. But it's like, it's obvious that I need to rest and rejuvenate knowing that when I do, I have all these ideas. And that's exactly what happened to me. even before the podcast today. I was doing a lot of rest and rejuvenation. I was eating my meal outside and just taking it easy. 
And all of these awesome ideas came to me. And it was when I was sitting down and depleted and trying to force my way through it that I was just coming from a headspace and I wasn't even happy. You know, it's just that awareness. So I think turn out the noise. If you're getting frustrated with all these contradictory what to do in COVID and it's frustrating you, shut off your phone, go for a walk, do something else and come back and ask what you feel is best. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's definitely being in alignment with, with how you're feeling and what you're actually exhibiting and able to execute on. Can you speak a little bit about alignment and mm-hmm. how, because I think with the, with the pause that you've mentioned and getting out into nature and just unplugging for, let's give ourselves a moment to, moment <laughs> to just be <laughs> with ourselves. Yeah. You know, can you talk a little bit about alignment? I mean, even like going back to the whole being and so like that took a long time because I, again, saw that that was productive. I had this stance on productivity comes from the constant doing, which is what our society operates on. And again, like figuring out that I'm a projector, long story short, someone that needs stillness and play in my life in order to actually produce more versus a constant doing um archetyped you know that served me going back to alignment and what that means for me so alignment comes from feeling fully embodied in who you are how you show up what you're doing not really questioning what I'm doing or how I'm being and just being I feel like when we're out of alignment we could say something or do something and then you ask yourself what the hell did I just do that questioning of yourself or disconnect like you're not really inspired Mm-hmm. Um, or you feel drained, that would be out of alignment. But being in alignment is just opposite of that. You're not questioning necessarily what you're doing, what you're saying, and you're just radiating. That's amazing. Thank you so much for for sharing all this and your knowledge too. I think definitely the the thing that resonated with me probably the most at this specific time, it might be different the next time I listen to the episode, was listen to those things that are naturally coming up for you. And yeah, if you have these questions or if you're writing and, and you have this revelation, I mean, it, it's coming up for a reason and it's coming up today mm-hmm. at this hour, at this second for a reason. So just giving ourselves the grace and the space to, to be with it, right? To be with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and trust me, like, it's a hard thing to do. Like, I was opposite. I would be constantly doing and throwing myself out there. But again, like, I got sick from that. So I had yeah. to shift. Something had to change, right? So, yeah. I mean, you, you know, things will shift all the time. Like, I might even shift from this conversation next time I talk to you. And, yeah. and it's just constantly, like, realizing that. And so, Michaela, for the final question on the Power of Why podcast... Mm-hmm. What is your why when shit hits the fan and you're tired and, you know, you're, you mentioned this feeling of depletion, you know, what is the thing that keeps you going every single day? And I want you to be really specific. It would be in some ways, like, again, when I was in my nine to five job and I wasn't able to be like autonomous with my expression or creativity or location and all the things that light me up and I felt depleted. That's my why, because feeling depleted and feeling like you're wearing masks and feeling like you're tending to everybody else but yourself gets exhausting. The only person that can really create change for yourself is you. There's been times where in entrepreneurship it gets tough and it's like, hey, am I going to be able to make it or do I need to take a part-time job or whatever? 
but it goes to what lights you up and and how you want to feel and if you've gone through enough i guess you could say turmoil then you and you're aware of what that can create and manifest so i've seen people who stayed in the same job when i was working there for 20 years not happy and when i was repeating the same things every day and i saw them repeating the same things Every day I realize, oh my goodness, I have one or two options to continuously stay in the same freaking patterns or change. And when I started to see people that were living lives that were like totally limitless and free, I started saying like, why not me? What lights me up? Well, how can I create a life like this? You know? And so I, I hope that it gets specific, but basically it comes back to being brutally honest with yourself what you want out of life and being courageous enough to realize you can get that and it takes some work and it takes a lot of deep diving and it takes you to face your bullshit and it takes you Mm -hmm. and to realize you have a mission in life as well like there's something bigger out there I think when we stop looking at our own pain and then we can help others that also shift things for me when I was coaching people and seeing them light up from what I can help them it also helped me move forward in times that were tough the the fulfillment piece is definitely tied to our ability to use our gifts to serve other people for sure and i'm glad Mm -hmm. that you you've experienced that and i'm glad that you really run with it you know in a Mm -hmm. way that makes sense for you so thank you thank you for taking the time and thank you for sharing your knowledge and your experience and and your heart with us today i really appreciate it michaela You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was fun. Yes. And for people who want to connect with you, what's the, where are the best places that they can come into contact? To connect with me through Instagram. So right now I have the, the, the Insta handle might change, but it's at L Y L coaching. Perfect. I'll have the links to your social media and your email in the show notes. So you can, you can take a look there if you want to connect with Michaela. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can find the show notes at naomihiley.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to The Power of Why on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I look forward to you listening to next week's episode.